Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swim. You know, I was thinking for Mother's Day, I think I'm going to buy Granny one of those hoverboards. There you go. That'd be awesome. I I think she'd be pretty pretty cool scooting around all her wrestling shows on one of those motherboards. If you buy a hoverboard, hoverboard... if you buy her one of those, I will buy her the knee pads, the elbow pads, the wrist pads, the helmet, and the helmet. the helmet. There we go. Granny, oh, would you, would you, would you ride one of those hoverboards to, to your wrestling show? Is she with us? She's, she's if on you the guys line. Buy, if you guys oh, buy is. me that, I, I will definitely end up breaking something. So, no, no hoverboard. Thank you, Vicky. Oh, no hoverboard. I appreciate yeah, it. But, no, the... no. I, I can't even hardly roller skate, let alone stay up on a skateboard. So no, thank you guys. I appreciate the thought. That wasn't that, that we, wasn't we, how we I was going to start uh, the show. But we, what? we don't want the, we don't want Granny to get the achy breaky hip. But I think our guest, our first guest is ready. Yeah, he is. Yep. Uh, yeah, I was well, I was just going to say that wasn't how I was going to start the show. But I, I got the image in my head for some reason as the intro music was playing, and I just I just got the idea. Figured it'd be a cool thing. Um, yeah, Icon, we do. We do have the first one on 701, same area code as you. Um, and we're going to bring them on real quick. And then uh, I do want to talk to you guys about a documentary series and get your take on it if you've seen it. But uh, we'll bring them on first just for a couple of minutes here and, uh, and start off with a bang. So yeah, Icon, I will bring them on and, uh, and you, uh, you do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. About to step in the ring with us right now. With storybook in hand, ladies and gentlemen, I give you one of the coolest baseball managers in history of Fargo Moorhead and a great statesman. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Tim Flackle. Hey, 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 this is Tim Flackle. You're listening to Attitude Era Live with guests, with hosts, the icon, the big swing. Oh, I screwed that up. I just 
story. I goofed that up. We'll go back. The icon, the big swing, and Granny Holkster. Awesome. How are you, Tim? Good to have you. Uh, I am we have, uh, frog chair. All right, we have uh, Tim Plack along with us. We got uh, we got eleven minutes to talk about his charity. Now, uh, you um, you're, you're you're doing a cool thing for children. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, the uh, you mean the, the uh, book thing? Yeah, I got so many things going. Oh, the reading the books. I'm reading books on on uh, for Facebook because I have some little members of the Flacco family, and I decided. As, you know, we're all separated, how about we do something a little different and have a little fun with it? And I like to dress up. So I read an Easter story yesterday, and I put some – I had a hat with big, long, about two-foot-long rabbit ears on it. Uh, so I just like to kind of enhance them a little bit to kind of give them a little show more than just typically reading them. And I'm surprised at the number of people that watch it. It's really been uh, some really good numbers on that. So it's more than just family members by far. Well, you know, I'm actually uh I'm actually not ashamed to admit this. Uh uh I I do like uh, your stories and uh on Facebook you have the opportunity to save the videos and I use your mm-hmm. readings as my bedtime story. Oh, oh great. Boy, that'll put you to sleep. <laughs> um Well we have uh, we have Tim Flacco as our guest here, the great Tim Flacco. we got about ten minutes here with Tim. Uh yep. now uh now, do you guys uh, have uh, – I'll let our co-host ask you some questions, and uh, we'll talk about uh, how you got started with your charity and uh, how you and I started our friendship. So sure. uh, what do you guys got? Anybody can follow away. Go ahead. Well, if you want, I'll go ahead. Go ahead, Icon. Well, well, yeah, Icon, I figured you were going to lead us into this whole thing, and then we were going to ask questions. But, I mean – because we have to know like what the charity is, what he's doing, what what he's okay. you know, just give us some more detail to lead into with. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Tim, um, I I know that uh, you were you were doing a, a book drive of some sort, and you had a lot of response to that. Uh, now you kind of put that on hold for a little bit, correct? Yeah, we uh, actually finished the book drive. It was scheduled to uh, finish on March fifteenth, so it was really right before everybody got isolated. But what we wanted to do was set up a uh, reading for Reform book program uh, for inmates in the local CAST and Clay County jails here uh, because there's a lot of research that shows that when people are incarcerated, and these are generally you know one to three-year type incarcerations. They're not long-term, uh, really ones compared to some other people's terms, that if they ha- are exposed to that, their chance of landing – back in jail is reduced by 43%. And I totally I agree with you on that one, man, totally, because, you know, I could see a big, nasty thug. You know, he might have did some bad damage, but, hey, he sits back, reads a little Dr. Seuss, maybe a Louis L'Amour, who knows, J.K. Yeah. Rowling, and he's feeling a lot better about life. So that right there I could dig. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of books, I mean, variety of books. That, a lot of Louis L'Amour, who is actually a local guy, so to speak, from Jamestown, North Dakota, who authored uh, – he sold he, – he sold more than 360 million books in his lifetime so far. That's amazing. We had books. I, w- I was shocked because it went viral. But I was shocked because we had a- books that came from 11 states. We also had books that came in from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. as part of their program, thanks to Congressman Kelly Armstrong. Governor Bergen from North Dakota donated the three books that were uh, about Teddy Roosevelt. But it's just, you know, really a lot of variety. 
how-to books, mystery books, westerns, biographies about people. We had some local authors uh, like Clint Hill, uh, who was the Secret Service agent assigned to uh, Mrs. Kennedy on the fateful day in November when the president was shot and killed, and the lone survivor of the presidential limousine that arrived at Parkland Hospital, uh, to just managing you know, and preventing substance abuse. So it's about improving lives one page at a time. Tim, so real quick, actually, I kind of have my mind rolling here. What is the worst-case scenario for you? Because you seem very positive, and I love that. Like, what happens if for some reason, you know, this is still going on for a few more months? What are you going to do to adapt to that? Are you, are you probably have something already in your head. Like, can people donate books right now to you? Is there a website where we can go and buy books and donate them to you right now so when, you know, the world yeah, goes back exactly. to normal? Or what's you know, the deal with that? I mean, we have 2,300 books, so – Actually, I stopped counting. I like to count because I'm a numbers guy, but it was, I just started measuring book feet because of how many shelves they had. But we really are full up for right now, uh, the way it looks okay. now, and we're going to get them into those, those jails. And we see this happening in other counties across the state of North Dakota. So I'm trying to get people up in Minot and Ward County and Grand Forks County and other places to do similar things uh, because it's really important uh, to give them hope, it, show people that people believe in them that they can have a better tomorrow because we know they're going to come out. It's a matter of we want them to come out better than when they went in. Man, that's some powerful words right there, Tim. Oh, thanks, thanks. Uh, Tim Flackle's our guest here. Uh, now, uh, you know, you mentioned you kind of put a hold on the – now, is this something that you might uh, pick up next year, kind of like do it year to year or – Yeah, we're, uh, like we're going to see what kind of – We'll see what kind of feedback they have as far as need. Right now they're very much in need, particularly in Clay County – which is Minnesota on the Minnesota side because they just started a library there. So in some ways, if you think of Shawshank Redemption where they're collecting books, it's a little baby like that. And uh, so uh, if you just – what we'd like to do, if you decide to uh, do this again, uh, we would like to have you on to promote it again uh, because yeah. this is a great charity. And uh, we have Tim Black as our guest here. We've got about five minutes here left with Tim. Uh, I know you're a busy guy, Tim, and I, I, I know we have you for a brief time. But uh, if I could, real quick here, I just want to give everybody uh, the history of you and I. I just want to see if, uh, share this story, if you remember this. Uh, when you were announced uh, to be part of the FM Red Hawks, uh, after they announced you, you came off stage. And do you remember the first uh, individual that I asked you for an autograph was? <laughs> it could be you, huh? It was me, and then next was yep. Mike Jones, if you remember that, who's listening now as okay. well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike was, Jones, the rapper? No. No, no. He, he lives uh, in Fargo here on Broadway. Um, but, yeah, that was May 12th, 1998, so it's been a little while ago. Uh, but it was a great day in many respects. Uh, and uh, the icon and I have known each other through Red Hawks baseball for quite a while here now. And, uh, you know, he was a uh, long time and early uh, fan, uh, fan of that. And, and I mean, the Red Hawks days were some pretty fun times. We had a classic in our manager, Doug Simonick. Uh, and um, if you want, I can tell Simi stories or baseball stories or, or, or I can tell you my favorite uh, wrestlers, whatever you want. Well, I'll tell you what, we well, we got about four minutes. Tell us about your favorite wrestler, since we are kind of a wrestling show. I'm kind yep, of, uh, I, I want to talk about wrestling real quick. So I, I you know, I'm uh, 60 years old, so I grew up in the, uh, when I was a kid in Forbes, North Dakota, in the black and white television era. So, um, 
you know, we had more of a local, what I would consider local, like almost like baseball barnstorming teams that went around, I think. But some of the ones I remember that I loved was Hercules Cortez was probably my favorite. Uh, but he died, I mean, tragically in a, in a car accident. He was coming back from uh, Winnipeg and died in, uh, in St. Cloud in 1971. So that was kind of like the sports, first sports figure that died that I knew. I loved Haystack Calhoun just because of the immensity of the man. was said to be like 640 pounds. Of course, Vern Gagne uh, was a big. And then uh, probably a little more uh, edgy kind of guy was Killer Kowalski, uh, a guy from the, came from Ontario. And uh, then, of course, there was this, you know, a guy that was really different than him opposite was Nick Bockwinkle, um, who was more kind of that psychological smart guy and, and uh, a little more calm on things. But uh, those are some of my ones growing up. Uh, we would always turn the TV down at, late at night because we didn't want to wake uh, the parents uh, when they were sleeping, if they were sleeping on the couch or something when that came on. So it was one way that uh, – we would do that. And I remember then my brother and I, we were about similar in age. So we would wrestle in the deep snow. We'd attack each other. Uh, or we grew up on a farm where we would just pile on each other in a straw pile and just wrestle away. And you can't hardly <clears throat> get hurt because of that. Man. You know, uh, Tim, Tim Black is our guest. Here. We got about uh, three minutes. Here. But I'll tell you what, Tim, uh, I just want to tell you real quick my other favorite Red Hawk story of yours. Uh, you, you might remember this. They were giving away a vehicle, a car. And the, uh-huh. the deal was you had to throw a baseball into the sunroof of the car. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how many people tried that and failed, and then they said, here, let's have uh, Tim come out. He's going to show you how to do it. Now, you just about made it. Yeah, I, I skipped it. They had a sunroof or moonroof, whatever you want to call it. They opened up, and I skimmed it right over the top of it. It just barely missed. Of course, I, I worked there, so I would not have won, but uh, – we, uh, so, we had a lot of fun promotions in the day. So they were giving away a car with a bunch of dents in the top? <laughs> no, no. These were soft toss balls, which actually made oh, it very okay. because of that. They were nice There's soft balls. Weight, weight on them. Uh, now, uh, with all this going on, uh, you know, uh, hopefully we can get the baseball season to go, and uh, hopefully uh, I'll be able to see you out there, and you'll be able to see me out there, and uh, – if I see you out there, I'll buy you a hot dog like I used to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great uh, form of entertainment. Uh, always good to have different things in different seasons um, for that. So I'm uh, looking forward to the final day when we can finally get outside and be around each other. Yeah, bro. And, and uh, real quick, Tim, if our uh, if our fans wanted to check you out and uh, listen to your stories and uh, – See what you're up to. Uh, you got a Facebook, you got Instagram, you got YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch. What do you got? Uh, I got. Uh, I, I use a lot of um, Facebook, and it's Tim T I M Flacco F L A K O L L. I have an Instagram account. I use some. Um, I'm awful at Twitter, so I don't do too much of that. Uh, or if they want to just email me, it's Tim dot Flacco at gmail dot com. Uh, yeah. I'm available. So. And uh, real quick, Tim, here, uh, I, I don't know if you want me to bring this up. I'll understand if you uh, ignore the question, but uh, is it possible <laughs> that you're going to be running for office again sometime soon? Maybe the icon can campaign for you. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm uh, actually, I've announced that I'm running for state senate again. I was in the state senate from uh, Fargo for 18 years. and, and nice. uh, 
really enjoyed my time there and really enjoyed being able to work with that. And actually, I sponsored the bill to allow uh, MMA wrestling, uh, MMA sports uh, to be sanctioned in North Dakota. So that was one of the ones that, so, uh, that I got on board with to make sure that uh, everything was taken care of properly. That's cool, man. Awesome. Congratulations. Well, I'll tell you okay. what. Is, is Icon going to be one of your assistants? Like he's going to be in your office and all that? We're going to the bathroom. Well, we're pretty small. Yeah. We don't have much for office, man. Uh, <laughs> well, Sam, we actually I'll have no what, staff. You know, we're pretty rare. You, you know you'll always have my vote. If you ever, uh, if you ever need any uh, commercials done or something, just call me. I'm here for you, buddy. Super. Awesome, Tim. Thanks for joining us, and we'll definitely have you on again uh, when you start your charity up again. We'll definitely be here for you. And uh, Attitude Era Live uh, publicly endorses Tim Flacco for State Senate. Oh, so, yes. Awesome. Yes, hey, we do. Even way, out here in, even way out here in New York, we endorse you. So, once again, yeah. uh, thank and you on for the West up. Coast. No, on the West Coast doesn't matter. Over here in New York, we got you. So, <laughs> all right, we'll talk to you. So, um, Thanks, so Icon, real quick, we do have our next guest. It's a 440 number, right? 440? Yep, right. Yep, All right. Correct. Real quick, before we get them on, because we do have a couple of minutes, um, have you guys watched the series uh, The Dark Side of the Ring? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Maybe I'm late to the party, but I binge-watched that the other day, and, and, and boy, I, I really I really like that series. Absolutely. Do Very too. well documented. Uh, and it was pretty the the one about uh, the one about uh, uh, Benoit was really really yeah. sad. And as you know, we had uh, Chris Benoit's son on our show. We did. And, we uh, did. I, David. I con- yes. yeah, I contacted him after the show, and uh, we uh, uh, we cried for about twenty minutes together. So it was oh boy, it was pretty powerful. Yeah, it was it was sad. I mean, I was watching the Brawl for All one. I was watching the Bruiser Brody, which is funny because we had a whole episode dedicated to Bruiser Brody about a year and a half ago. Um, I was watching the New Jacks. I, I just I was addicted to the series, so I just I didn't know if that was something that was new or if you guys had seen it. But all right, so that's good. At least I'm not the only one. All right, Icon. Um, we are going to bring on the four four zero number. Um, I am going to put them through. Let me just figure out how to do this. Again, I don't have an intern with me because I'm stuck at home. Um, Okay, boom. Here we go. They are ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. About to step in the ring right now. Mm -hmm. We have the king of independent wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, maximum. Assault Wrestling. Hey, what's going on? Uh, this is Timo Cruz here. Uh, feeling good today. So you're listening live to the Attitude Era. Um, shout out to all the hosts, the Icon, Big Swing, and Granny Hawkster. Did I get that right? Hawkster. Granny Hawkster. You did, but we also have a very special guest. Otto Von Clutch is here with us as well. Icon, um, I was just thinking before we start the interview, we should probably have Kramer uh, make another one, now including Otto Von Clutch as well. But we'll we'll get to that. But anyway, um, but yeah, so how are you, Timo? Uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good today. You know, this uh, late, late uh, 
over here, over here is about ten twenty. So in Ohio right now. So this late Monday night, yeah, I'm feeling good. So how's yeah, that, how's everybody yeah. here in New York as well? And that that's the beautiful thing about the internet that the show is stationed here in New York, uh, which is completely shut down. It's a ghost town out here. And then um, we've got Icon obviously up in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, Autobahn Clutches is, is over in the West Coast, the uh, L.A. metro area somewhere over there. And uh, we got Granny Lakers smacking Town, the- Riverstown, okay, okay, exactly. West Coast, all and right. We got, hey. And we, we got Granny smack in the middle of the country there in Arkansas. So we're all over the place right now. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, you know, we all the way in Ohio. From I'm, I'm talking to you from the Steel City, Lorraine, Ohio. And yep. you guys are enjoying this beautiful, this beautiful Monday night, right? Oh, absolutely, yes, man. You know it. You and, know it. Uh, be, being in Ohio, uh, you know, go go Buckeyes, of course. Oh, yes, sir. I yes, am, sir. All the way. I, I, I am a big Buckeye myself. So anyway, uh, we're gonna we got uh, uh, Timo Cruz on with us. We got about uh, 25 minutes here with Timo. So uh, if you want to give us a little background about your promotion, uh, and then we're gonna ask, then we'll go around the room. I'll I'll ask you some easy questions. Then we'll go around the room. Then we'll come back and I'll ask you the nail biting question. So give us a little background, and we'll talk to you. Well, um, I've been uh, I'm a professional wrestler, and I'm also a wrestling promoter. I've been wrestling for like 15 or 16 years, but we'll get to that here in a little bit. Let's talk about my company. Let's talk about Maximum Assault Wrestling. Um, we are we are not the traditional American style wrestling. We are more of a high flying lucha libre wrestling. That's what I I try to produce. Like um all my, all my students that wrestle there in MAW and and all the guys that we bring in, we bring in. You know, we got some of the best high flyers around this region. Here in uh you know the the Cleveland Lorraine Ohio area we bring in guys from uh, Michigan uh you know Chicago I mean you know what I'm saying uh Laredo Kid was my heavyweight champion for a long time and he's like one of the best luchadors in the world right now um so that's what I that's what I I, I bring to the table I bring high flying lucha libre I think I'm the only lucha company in the state of Ohio uh so. That's why we're much different than what you normally see. I, I respect the uh, traditional American-style wrestling because I, that's how I was trained. That's how I grew up. But, yeah, we've been around for eight years. We're, we're going into our ninth year. Um, sad times right now because we can't do any wrestling shows, but I'm looking forward to getting back to running shows again, and I really miss my crowd. I have great great fans here in uh, Lorain, Ohio that support MAW. Uh, unconditionally their love and support is always appreciated i'm sure some of them are listening in or will be listening in um so yeah yeah i'm, I'm you know what i'm saying i'm i'm very uh, i'm very blessed blessed to have the company that i have and the guys that i have around me and of course you know uh being in ohio when you have the michigan guys come in we know how, how we just like michigan especially on thanksgiving so uh you know that uh, you want to beat the tar and feather out of those guys uh, so we have oh, yeah. uh, uh, we have yeah. Timo Cruz here with us. We got about uh, 22 minutes here with Timo. So, uh, you know, you mentioned you've been in uh, been in the business for eight years, and you're moving at in on your ninth. Um, he's yeah, been in the business for 15, 16. Yeah, yeah, 16. 16. So wow. When you uh, when when you decided to uh, you know start your own company, uh, what uh, promoter would you say that you are are you like a uh a paul Heyman that uh is kind of in the background and kind of 
you know, puts himself out there every now and then? Are you like a Vincent man that sends the soldiers out to do the work? Or are you like a Triple H that uh, when he sees uh, the, the spotlight, he wants to steal it back and then screw over everybody? What kind of promoter would you say that you are? Well, I don't think he's going to admit to screwing anybody, Icon. I mean, even if he does, I don't think he'd admit to it. But anyway, continue. And that analogy no, is no, so no, silly. No, no, no. no, no. I, I, I'll admit to what I'm saying. Um, well, the type of promoter that I am, uh, I love I love, I love, love getting around my crowd, talking to them, seeing what they want. I love coming out at every show, you know what I'm saying, every beginning of the show, and talking to my fans and making, you know what I'm saying? I love when my fans tell me, hey, we want to see this guy, we want to see that guy. So I, 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 I'm, I'm not sure what word I'm looking for, but I like to interact. Interact, that's the word I'm looking for. I like to interact with my fans at all times. So I know what they like and I know what they want to see. And um, I'm very I'm very good at bringing them what they want, um, but sometimes they they're demanding and they they want to see things. So and then I bring them what they want because the fans is what makes the business. Uh, I, I believe um, the, the the stuff that you're seeing on WWE right now that's it's, it's they they're very that's a that's what professionals do. We are professionals. At the end of the day, we're gonna perform as as good as as it is in front of a hundred thousand or five people. You got to perform at that level every night, but those guys are doing it in front of zero people. So more props to those guys right now. Um, you learn how to appreciate things in life when when we're in moments like this right now, and uh, I appreciate. I, I'm starting to appreciate wrestling more and more every day when when you see moments like this and you're watching TV and it's this shit's crazy. But yeah, uh, you know uh, we have. Uh... We have our we have our buddy here, uh, the MAW. Now, you speaking of bringing fans, uh, you know what they want. Uh, Granny, we'll throw it over to you. What do you have for our guest here, Primo Cruz? Uh, what would you do if you were ringside for one of his shows? Tell us. And well, you know, being the the big fan that I am, number one, I would definitely support him and his show. You know. And if there was a fan there that, I mean, of course, with me being a new person to his show, I might not know who to boo for or who to cheer. Just so you know, I don't like the bad guys. I like to talk smack to the bad guys, and I can do a pretty good job at it. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I, and I think I would have a lot of fun interacting with you just as a fan just because I love this sport and I, I miss my wrestling very much here in Arkansas that, you know, we have not been able to have shows either. So I've been having some very serious wrestling withdrawals. And all I can say is that to anybody listening out there, please, 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 when when we can go back to some sort of normal life, please, please, please support your local independent wrestling shows fans because without yes. the fans – they would be nothing. And, you know, it's so very important. And like you said, whether you have a thousand people or five people in your crowd and there, those wrestlers are going to give the fans what they want to see to the best of their ability. So please, please, please support them. You know, you know, I know it may be a little difficult, you know, at first, you know, financial wise, you know, because people are without jobs right now and it's going to take a long time to get that back. But please, please, now, please Gino, just support um, the independent wrestling shows. 
Did you do you feel like yeah. perhaps it's funny because I know independent wrestling is a big thing and I know Granny loves it uh, and, and Icon loves it and Otto is in it so he loves it but um, do you find that you are sort of behind the eight ball in a way when it comes to promoting simply because of the type of company that you guys are so for example do you feel like it's more difficult to really push your product being fully lucha libre uh than it is if you let's say you were a traditional company with a couple of lucha wrestlers um sometimes it's sometimes it's challenging um, but but for the most part, like I said, I have a, I have a very good supporting fans here where I'm at, where I've built my company at. Um, okay. So so I tend to not run into any problems on the fan side. You know, we always every show I see different people. Every show I can't tell you well, that one show I've seen the same the same the same 250 300 people that come to my shows. It's, it's never been the same. It's always different. We always bring in different people. We, we, we inter- I interact with this whole city, this whole city, Lorraine, Ohio. The, when Lorraine, Ohio is, I interact with the whole city. I'm everywhere. I'm at festivals. I'm, I'm talking to people on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? And that, not, not such as promoting wrestling, but just, like, talking to people on a daily basis, you know, doing something. I volunteer for a lot of uh, community things. I stay, I stay um, in the community uh, talking to people, dealing with people, helping people, volunteering my time stuff like that. So I interact with a lot of people. And then, like I said, it's never the same people. Yes, you have your sponsors that are always there because they're the ones who support MAW, but, but fan-wise, family, we always we always continue to bring in different faces, different faces. And wrestlers, even wrestlers. I never – I have a roster full of guys. Like I, have a, like I have a certain roster that I use. Like there's like 10 guys that are always there, but there's always new fresh faces coming through MAW wrestling. Every time, every time, you're never gonna see the boring product. You're gonna see something different every 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 month. Nice, and I mean, do you feel like, um, you know, a, a lot of your guys uh, and you in, in general kind of got your motivation from some of the guys like, you know, let's say Huberto Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Psychosis. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah, those kind of guys. absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Uh, the, like I said, that's. Uh, right now, the WWE's got some of the best luchadors in the world. Um, yeah. I won't take that away from them. Uh, they got Andrade Cien Almas, who's phenomenal, phenomenal. I mean, he doesn't. I don't think it gets any better than that. Him and Rey Mysterio are putting some amazing matches every week on WWE. But uh, <clears throat> so yeah, yeah, I'm very, I'm very in tune to that. Eddie Guerrero, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm in tune to all that. I, I love all that. That's that's why I became a wrestler. But the reason why I became a wrestler was The Rock, but. Then it switched to lucha libre. So, you know, it, it is it is a popular it, it is a popular form. I mean, they have an entire channel. I mean, if you have the right cable package, they have they have an entire channel and an entire you know thing. You know, the El Rey channel there. They have the lucha libre uh, company based off of it. So, I mean, there are people out there who do enjoy it and do like the high flying. So, I mean, I can definitely I can definitely see that. Um, and you know, with all the colors and the masks and the bright you know, the high flying, sometimes if, if guys are just punching each other compared to jumping off the ropes and doing flips and all sorts of crazy, sometimes it is uh, the acrobatics make it kind of more of an entertaining show. I will give you that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's something that, you know what I'm saying, it's something that uh, I can't wait to get back. I can't wait, I can't wait to reach my goals. I, I set a goal in Christmas for myself, and uh when I when I when I reach that goal, I'm not really gonna talk about it today because because uh, I'm still far away from it. But when I reach that goal, 
I'm gonna be phenomenal. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Timo Cruz is our guest here. We got about uh, 14 minutes here with Timo. Uh, uh, I'm gonna bring this guy in, uh, Audubon Clutch. He might uh, even uh, try and ask for a job uh, in your company, Shit. and uh, we'll come back to me. Uh, go ahead, uh, Otto. What do you got for our guest here? Hey, the man. What's up, bro? Otto Von Clutch here. I mean, really, uh, if you could kind of just take us back to your, you know, day one stuff and just kind of talk about how, uh, you know, it was your first day of training, you know, who was your trainer, and, and kind of just bring us to the uh, the legacy of the beginning of your career. Okay, well... I was training uh, Cleveland, Ohio when I, I started training when I was like 12 years old. And uh, I was trained by uh, the late, great JT Lightning, who was like the god of wrestling in Cleveland, Ohio. He used to uh, own uh, Cleveland All Pro Wrestling. Um, that's where that's where I started at. Uh, now, um, I'll tell you guys about my how I started in training. When I first started in wrestling, it was very tough to get into professional wrestling. Plus, at my age, you're not legally supposed to be a wrestler until you're 18. So I wore a mask for a lot of years until I, you know, until I turned 18, and then I took it off, and then I did my own thing. But when I when I when I got into wrestling, it was very very tough. Oh my God, um, the training was intense. But among the training, like the the we, we went into like just trying to get on a show. You know what I'm saying? Like now, nowadays, guys just get into wrestling. They go on Elucha and their high spots and buy a pair of tights, and they call it, themselves wrestlers. They don't go through what what you need to really go through. Like I see that a lot. But yeah, I went through a lot to become a professional wrestler. I mean, a lot. Absolutely, and I mean, what kind of uh, you know? How did that help you? What whatever you were taught? How did that help you now? You know, for the past eight years, you've been running your own promotion. Um, you know, it seems like you're very positive. Everything's going really well. I mean, what's the big picture here? Where, what do you, where do you believe the company will be from a year from now? Um, well, in a year from now, I really can't tell you because what's happening in, in, in our society, this crisis that we're living in. But I hope that in a year from now, you know, we can be at a, a steady level where, where what I was building here the last, I think the last three years is where my company really took a, a big toe to, to get to the top. So, so we're doing very well right now. Like we're very, very like we're we're on a roll right now. So I would love to stay on that roll. I would love to continue to be bigger. Um, and are you guys still dropping content right now, or are you just kind of like holding off on the content dropping? You guys ain't you guys ain't doing any matches? No, no, like no, no, no. Because because I, I really I mean we got stuff all over YouTube. Our highlight packages and all that mm-hmm. stuff that's all over YouTube. That's okay. you know what I'm saying. But I, I'm I'm not the type of guy to like you know what I'm saying. I just promote my shows on Facebook, and I rather just do a live event. So like I, I seen people are gonna do like backyard wrestling shows with no fans. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not into that. So I mean, back, I'm just I mean, gonna be. Te- I mean, I, I, there's guys that are running shows that aren't doing it in the backyard still. I mean, I'm not. So you're saying that you you don't see you ever running a show without the fans. No, no. I I, I um I wrestled. I wrestled. Before for a company called Beyond Wrestling, I wrestled for them before, and and they, they now they have fans. But before when they were here around Lorraine County, they didn't have fans. But the wrestlers were the fans, so they were still cheering. And then like after that match, we were cheering for the next match. So 
that was pretty cool, but I wouldn't I wouldn't do it in an empty arena. I don't I I need I need that adrenaline, bro. Those fans bring it every night just like I do, so I'm I'm not mm-hmm. I'm cool. So it was pretty cool to uh, sit in the audience and cheer on the wrestlers. Yo, yeah, yeah, man. That, right there's on, nothing brother. like it. Not, all right. Nothing like it. All right, it's all you guys now. Thank you. All right, uh, Timo, Timo Cruz, our guest here. We've got about uh, 10 minutes here left with Timo. So, uh, now, when you guys uh, run your shows, uh, now, do you have uh, one arena that you have your shows in, or do you have uh, a couple that you go to? Well, right now I have uh, a couple arenas that I use here in Lorraine. Um, we've ran – my last two shows been in both buildings, so that's where I stay at. I stay in those two buildings, but I think I found a home. So I'll probably – the last show that I did, I'll probably stay in that building for a while. So just see how things see how things work out and plan out to be. But, yeah, yeah, I try to just stay, you know what I'm saying, in a, in a couple buildings, a handful of buildings, so my fans know exactly where we're at and they don't get lost. And uh, how many fans can you pack in the arena? Well, normally, my biggest fan, my my biggest show, and it's only been one time. I can only tell you one time. I drew like 430 people, and that was in Elyria. That was a few years ago. I had Billy Gunn. He did very well for me. That's the only time I ever drew a big, big crowd. So, but I I normally just tend to have like 250, 280 every show. It's like never, it never goes under that. And if uh, our fans listening wanted to uh, come out and uh, buy a ticket, uh, what would they spend for a ticket? Uh, generally, how many uh, matches would they see, and about how long would they expect to? How long would the show? Well, last? we give you a two and a half hour show. We give you about seven matches, eight matches. Uh, give you a couple promos. Give you a couple storylines. Uh, we always have a. a uh, a different big name, a different star, uh, whether it be from Mexico, uh, you know, Impact, you know, uh, you know, MLW. We try to bring you something interesting every show. Um, our tickets are usually fifteen dollars uh, for general admission and twenty dollars for VIP. But depending on the guy that we bring in, sometimes it goes up to to twenty and twenty five, but never above twenty five dollars for a VIP ticket and general admission twenty. That's the only thing we we charge for our tickets. And uh, but it's always in a like if you guys came to one of my shows, man, you guys would be like, holy shit, this is this is how it's supposed to be. So like I I thrive for that. That's something that I thrive for is to just be have a great event. Well, on that note, if the icon were to show up at your show, uh, do you think maybe you can get him a ticket, maybe a backstage pass, or uh, you know, I was auditioning to be uh, a guest ring announcer when you before you came on. What do you think? Well, you know, you never know. You never know. Show up, you know. Get, tell me we was live on uh, your radio station, and you know, we something might happen. Well, you know, I'll tell you when you um, when uh, and. Uh, now, don't get me wrong, fans. This is not a this is not a political statement at all, and I hate saying that. But for the sake of everybody, we want this to get fixed sooner than later, so we all can go back to doing what we're doing. Here's my thing for you: when you do, when you are ready to do your next show, uh, we would like you to come back on with us. We're not we're not sending you out yet. We got six minutes here left with you, but we want you to come back on with us. We want you to promote your show. And we'll give you all the advertising you want, and we won't charge you for that. The only request is if one of us gets to your show, maybe we can get in the show, or you can give us some autographs for giveaways in trade. We call it autographs for ads. That's Come on, bro. 
we want to help listen, you out. Listen, listen, man, listen, man, listen, listen, listen. I'll take, listen, I'll take your attitude air live. I'll take care of you guys. You guys take care of me, and we'll take care of it. That's how I roll. So you do for me, All I right, do for you. That's how the wrestling business is. Because you have seen what the icon can do with his collector's cards, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're going to make it happen. Collector cards sucks, bro. Have you seen this guy's graphics? That graphic was awful, Icon. Don't do that. Don't do that to him. Let the man do his thing. Don't do that to him. <laughs> I always uh, give him a hard time every time he says this. I'm just, it's a routine. I'm sorry. So, uh, okay. well, we know that your next show was supposed to be May 12th, and unfortunately that's not going to happen now. But get the, uh, Hey, man, for, come on, man. If you're going to say the date, if you're going to say the date, get it right. What was the date again? Uh, well, let, let me go back and look at my notes. Don't shoot May on him 17th, like that, player. Man. Don't, don't shoot on him like May that, 17th. player. Come on, player. Come on. Uh, May 17th. 17th. May, May 17th, right. Now, we're, you know, this, that's about a month away, so hopefully, uh, you know, things get back to normal. Of course, nobody knows. But let me ask you this. You know, you know you've had to postpone the show. Now, when things get back to normal, do you plan on, like, doing, like, a big extravaganza, like, uh, have, like, a big mega three-hour show to make up for what has been postponed? Well, that was my Uh, anniversary show. That was my anniversary show, so I'm still going to do my anniversary show. It's just going to get pushed to whatever date I decide to do it afterwards. Um, And it's actually going to be better. It's going to – things happen for a reason. I believe things happen for a reason. So, like I said, I miss wrestling, but I think this all happened for a reason. I don't know. I don't know. Everything happened. I believe you on that one, dog. I believe you 100%. I believe there's something way better happening, and we're 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 we're, uh, experiencing that right now. I mean, you just gotta find that silver lining right there. That's right. I believe something. There's something very amazing happening. It's gonna be better than what we've witnessed in life. Yes, you don't want to see people die. You don't want to see. You know what I'm saying? The crisis is happening right now. It sucks. But I think God is putting us for something better in life. And, I mean, I believe that when this all comes back, imagine how all of us are going to – the performers are going to be on their top game. People are going to just want to explode. Hey, 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 I'm not trying to interrupt you, but say that again. Top game. Because, listen, listen, I'm going to tell you guys something right now. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I don't even want to talk about it because I don't like talking about things. I intend to just make it happen, and then I'll talk about it. But I'll tell you guys a little secret. So this past Christmas, this is before this all happened, this past Christmas I just I, I told I made myself a promise that I was gonna lose weight. Okay. I was uh okay. I was I was very I was very overweight. Uh was you know three hundred and seventy two pounds. Okay. I'm not gonna lie, I was three hundred and seventy two pounds. I'm okay. twenty eight years old. It's not good it's not good for my health. So I promised myself, I told myself I'm gonna focus on weight loss for the next year and to transform my body and to look like a million dollars. Right. I am down. I am down. Uh, I am down. Uh, fifty-five pounds as of today. Hell yeah! Woohoo! Uh, my awesome. uh, my ultimate goal. My ultimate goal is two hundred and twenty pounds. Okay. Uh, when I reach that, when I reach that, um, I will look a whole lot different than what I look now, obviously. And I'm going to come to wrestling, and you know, whoever's listening to me, I'm going to say this one thing. I'm going to come back to wrestling in the best shape of my life, and I'm my game is going to be on top. I'm going to okay. be so on my game that people are going to have to come watch me. And with that being said, we have uh, Timo, we have the man Timo Cruz here with us. 
And I, I, I said you can do this. Uh, we got we got about 60 seconds here. If our fans wanted to check you out, uh, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got YouTube, you got a Twitch, you got a Twitter. What do you got? I got Facebook right now, Timo Cruz Facebook. Listen, I'm I'm transforming everything right now. That's why I said everything happens for a reason. I got 60 seconds. So you can Facebook me, Timo Cruz, right now. We're going to be working on my videos, you know what I'm saying, as new matches come up. I, di- I did just go from switching my old wrestling name to now to my new wrestling name, which is Timo Cruz. There's a story behind it. There's a story behind everything. Like I said, everything happens for a reason. So just go on my Facebook, check me out, Timo Cruz. But please. Look up Timo Cruz in about seven months from now, and you guys are going to fall in love. This is Shanta Attitude. Era Live. Live right now. Attitude Era Live. Shout out to these people for having me on. Thank you very much. You guys have a blessed night. Be blessed. Mm-hmm. Be safe. And most importantly, the resurrection of professional wrestling when we return in independent wrestling. That's going to yeah. be something special. I- you know what, bro? I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I didn't like the. I love that that last part, the resurrection of professional wrestling. That's right, my man. You stay up. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. Right. Check them out again. Maximum Assault Wrestling, and uh, yeah, we are we are excited um, to to possibly you know hear more from them in the future. Hear more from Timo again uh, in the future. Um, we are back to back to back here tonight again. A very busy. Uh, interview-driven show as usual. Yeah, Thank Icon for booking those guests. Um, Icon, we do have a seven-seven-three on. That's him. Oh my All goodness! Well, fire tonight, guys. We'll put him through. Yeah, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room <clears throat> and walking down the aisle, about to step in the ring right now. The voice of the greatest. Video game package in history. Ladies and gentlemen, you will know this guy's name after the show, but now you'll recognize his voice. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Tim Kittrow. Hey, this is Tim Kittrow, the original voice of NBA Jam, NFL Blitz, MLB Slugfest, NHL Hits, Mutant Football League, and a whole bunch of other games. And you're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and granny hulkster, boom shakalaka. And Otto Von Clutch. What's going on, my friends? How are you doing, bro? Hey, uh, well, I'll I'm doing what, well. One thing, there's one thing, Tim, I want to do, though, real quick here before we get into the meat of the interview. We got the Tim Kitzro. We got about 30 minutes here with Tim. If uh, you were to announce the icon shooting a basket and he missed, how would that sound? It would sound like this. The Hulkster from downtown. Oh, and like my wife says, no could I, big Hulkster. <laughs> Love That's it, bro. Awesome. But if Love you hit it, it, if you hit it, though, cool. Granny from the corner, and like rummaging through my girlfriend's top dresser drawer, finds nothing but nylon. Come on. <laughs> Sounds like uh, you guys are having some fun and some cocktails tonight. Always, yeah, bro, too. always. Tim Kitzel is our guest here. we got uh, 29 minutes here with him. So uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions, and we'll kind of go around the room here, and then I'll come back and ask you the uh, the nail-biting question. But So a lot of people know your voice from uh, NBA Jam and NFL Blitz. How did you get lucky enough to get hooked up with those guys? 
Well, it was uh, it was a, kind of a, a bit of luck uh, the way the stars aligned. I'd come to Chicago to uh, work at Second City, and uh, in the meantime, I'm out auditioning for for gigs. And in the weekends, I decided to keep my first love alive, which was rock and roll drum playing. So I had a little weekend band, and one of the guys in the group worked out at the Williams Valley Midway uh, Game Company, and they were responsible for putting the sound, speech, and music into the pinball games. And they were looking for a Mr. Howell for the Gilligan's Island game, and they said, can you do Mr. Howell? And I said, for how much? They said, 50 bucks. They said, for 50 bucks, I'll do the skipper Gilligan and the... Uh, and the uh, movie star, too. So uh, I did a little Gilligan, maybe we could bribe Kona. Lovey. And that was my entrance. If it wasn't for playing drums and being able to do a fairly decent Mr. Howell, I wouldn't be on the phone with you right now, and I would have probably never done a single game. So uh, wow. after I got going with that, I went on to do uh, Popeye, uh, Twilight Zone, uh, Red and Ted's Adventure, uh, 15 titles in all. Uh, the Shadow, Judge Dredd, World Cup Soccer, NBA Pinball, and uh, then uh, a couple of years into it, they said, uh, this guy, Mark, across the street, one of the video game designers, looking for some to do a voice for a, a basketball game. And in the beginning, it wasn't even going to be an NBA licensed game. And uh, uh, fortunately, they did get the license after uh, a lot of back and forth. The NBA was not going to give them a license because they felt that arcades were too seedy. They were often, uh, like in New York, they were in the arcades that were next to the peep shows and and there was, uh, you know, drug dealers in there and everything else. And so the guys at Midway sent them some videos of, uh, of some clean family-style arcades here in the Midwest. And, and they went, well, okay, as long as there's not a lot of hookers and drug dealers. So uh, I, I ended up getting the gig without having to audition. I don't think they ever uh, looked at anyone else. And, uh, and kind of the rest was history. And then I just went on to do the voice of all their sports titles, uh, Blitz, Hits, Slugfest, and uh, – and kept it rolling. And uh, one thing I, uh, I'll uh, I'll talk to you about this off air because uh, you did give me your phone number. I promise I won't call you two in the morning again. But uh, I do <laughs> want to send you my co- I do want to send you my copy of NBA Jam and have you autograph that point. We'll talk about that later. Uh, sure. I'm going to ask another question. Then we'll kind of go around the room. You know, uh, when me and my buddy uh, on the weekends used to play NBA Jam. Uh, at first, uh, we thought that the voiceover was John Candy. You know, he did the voiceover in the uh, the Rookie of the Year. Uh, so we thought it was him. But now that we oh. know it's you, have you heard that comparison before? I, I haven't, and I'm one of the biggest John Candy fans in the world, but I, I, I wasn't aware of that, uh, uh, that anyone had thought that. Awesome. We'll kind of go around the room. Uh Granny, I know you're not much of a video gamer, but I'm sure your son was. Uh, what do you have? Oh yeah, have well to... my my son my son is, and he I mean his probably uh, besides football, I think his most favorite sport is basketball. He loves basketball, so I'm sure he has played that NBA Jam many a times. You know, I mean, but uh, I I just enjoy listening to this conversation. I really don't have any questions because I'm not a, a video game person. You know, I don't play very many video games. But my son, just so you know, my son is a big, huge video game fan. So, <laughs> well, well Grant, Granny, you and I have a lot in common because I don't play video games either. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> honest, honest, That's honest, awesome. Honest to God. Honest to God, I, have, I, I, I don't, I don't play them at all. <laughs> uh, we have. Well, I tell you, I tell you, 
I tell you, my son, he has bip- he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder at 11 years old. So this uh, difficult time that we're going through has been really, you know, terrible for him right now. I mean, but he can tell you what basketball, who plays for what team, their stats. I mean, he knows everything I think there is wow. about basketball players. So That's fantastic. Uh, well, tell him I said hello, and I'll send some stuff I along will. to him. Uh, Tim Kittrell is our guest here. We've got 24 minutes here with Tim. Uh, let's kind of go over to uh, Autobahn Clutch, then we'll go to Big Swing, then we'll come back to me because I, I got some real brain buster questions for you. What do you got, Otto? Go ahead. What's going on, Tim? Otto Von Clutch here, professional wrestler. I mean, one thing that really just strung a bell with me was that you you mentioned Second City. Um, yeah. I'm a big fan. There's a Second City down here in L.A., Hollywood area, and I always go down there and check out the shows. I mean, so that's kind of where you got your start in the business of all this? Well, well first I have to say, Otto Van Clutch is taking the A-train to the SmackDown Hotel, and he's delivering facials. Who's next? Boom shakalaka. Love it, bro. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, was, I was a huge fan of especially SGTV for, for anyone who doesn't remember that show. I think it was way better than Saturday Night Live. And uh, that's where, uh, you know, a lot of the stars came out of that. John Candy, of course, being my favorite of, from that group. And uh, after doing a lot of classical acting stage work in New York, a little bit in Los Angeles, I wanted to pursue, you know, the, the comedy and the improv route. So I came out here and it was uh, end of the 80s. And it was the time when all those, uh, you know, the future stars were just assembling. Chris Farley, Tim Meadows, uh, Stephen Colbert, Steve Carell. Uh, Holly Hunt, you know, that just goes on and on. There were so many good people here. So uh, fun time to be in in town. Uh, I remember going to auditions with Steve Carell, and he was just this nice, quiet guy, like, you know, off stage. And we we were both auditioning to be the host of the new Mickey Mouse Club, the one that had Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. And, of course, we didn't get it, and thank God, maybe, right? (laughs) I went on to do uh, go in a different direction. But, uh, yeah, it was a great time to be out here. Second City's always been great, still great. Uh, Then there's the Improv Olympic, or I.O., where, you know, a lot of other stars have come from and a lot of writers for all the uh, different shows. So Chicago is definitely the place to be for for comedy. And uh, I was lucky to be here at a good time and and took a route that a lot of other people didn't, uh, and probably the only one. Uh, from Chicago that, you know, made a, a name for himself in the, uh, in the voiceover video game business, which is odd because it's not something you would ever set out to do. Like, I'm going to be a voiceover guy for video games and pinball games. But somehow uh, I, I got lucky to certainly get the right titles and then, uh, you know, loved sports, loved improv, loved comedy, started to do all the script writing for NFL Blitz, MLB Slugfest, uh, Mutant Football League. So I added my writing and improv skills and performance skills with, uh, something that's, uh, you know, a lot of fun and, you know, you and a lot of other people have grown up with it. And I had no idea that it was going to be this successful or certainly that people would, you know, recognize, you know, my, my work the way they have. So it's been a, you know, a real fun ride, especially the last five years or so because the nostalgia for all things 90s and video games is big and there are huge conventions all over the country, all over the world. And I've been doing uh, shows, uh, Portland, Phoenix, uh Milwaukee and, and meeting fans, and uh, uh, I, I go with the uh, Mortal Combat crew, all my buddies, Pan Ficina, uh, Master Ficina, of course, who's Johnny Cage, and we just have so much fun with the fans, you know, taking pictures, doing videos, you know, 
horsing around and, and meeting all the other great designers and, and people uh, that have made this business so great. And, and going off of that, I mean, I was going to ask you this before you already mentioned it. Talk to us a little bit about the writing, the commentary writing for uh, NFL Blitz. Was that something that you had to kind of collaborate with, like, you know, a John Madden or uh, an NFL, uh, you know, people, conductor? I mean, how did that work? Like, how were you, you know, able to write? The, uh, the guy who uh, uh, did the production on that, his uh, name is Dan Forden, and any Mortal Kombat fans would know that he's the guy who did all the music for Mortal Kombat. And he was another guy out there that was responsible for putting uh, sound, music, uh, and acting as the producer and, and often script writer. And he just started to uh, you know, give me more and more room to say, hey, why don't you start to write your lines? They, uh, the rest of the team kind of covered the basic, you know, uh, you know, technical, you know, play-by-play, just like writing out the list of, you know, first and 10, first and 20, and all the, you know, different, you know, scenarios that would come up in a game. But the actual commentary and color commentary, uh, we worked back and forth, and uh, by the end I was doing most of it. And then by the time we did MLB Slugfest, which is my favorite game because of the writing and the comedy in it, uh, I was basically writing the whole script, once again, except uh, except for the – you know, technical aspects, which was just kind of tedious, you know, to fill in all the blanks for the scenarios that you'd get. NHL hits, I didn't do the writing because it was uh, contracted out to a group of uh, amazing hockey uh, uh, guys uh, up in Canada called Black Box, and uh, they know their hockey up there, and I, I don't. So uh, they, they did that one. And when we did Mutant Football League, I don't know if you guys have played that yet, uh, I created that script and uh, had fun doing three different characters. So, yeah, just it kind of started out as like, uh, you know, added a few lines here and there to all the, the, you know, first NBA jam and some other things. And then we got rolling with NFL Blitz and came up with those lines like, uh, it was totally unnecessary. <laughs> it was a whole lot of fun to watch. Let's see that again, Arnie. Uh, he just ripped his head off. No, it was just his helmet. Darn it. So uh, we just we kind of developed that kind of wise guy, tongue-in-cheek, you know, uh, cartoon kind of humor, and it stuck. So uh, once again, it was a great, great opportunity to to really have fun with the writing with those shows. Those and when, uh, when you games. first and Tim, when you first did this, I mean, did you realize twenty years later we're going to be talking about it? Did you realize that to this day there's you know kids that are actually playing NBA Jam still? I mean. There's all these crazy graphics nowadays, but people still find the pure joy and the gold in NBA jams. I mean, how was it? I mean, is this mind-boggling well, to you? It, it is, but first of all, truthfully, I, I was not a video game player. Um, because at my age, you know, I, I graduated college in 81, and so back then there was just, you know, a handful of asteroids and Pac-Man and this and that. And, and even though they were around a little bit, I was in a kind of an isolated campus uh, in Purchase College, New York, didn't have a, a town, didn't have a college town. And I spent my money on beer as opposed to those uh, video game quarters. So uh, all the, the work and after that, acting, stage work, you know, having a job. I just had no time and there were, you know, to, to play video games. And of course there weren't home consoles, you know, right away back then. And uh, so I kind of missed out. So I had no perspective when I was doing NBA jam. I just, I had no idea what games were successful and what entailed a successful game as far as money. And there wasn't much history perspective, you know, on what games were long lasting successes. So I just thought it's just going to be another cabinet at the arcade. It'll have its run and then it will disappear uh, little did I know, then it would go to the home platforms and have a whole other life, and then it's gotten passed on uh, to children by people who grew up playing these games. I've seen a lot of kids with their parents at the conventions, you know, like an eight-year-old is just like, you 
you know, awestruck. It's like, you, you're the guy with this boom shakalaka. <laughs> it was kind of like parents that, you know, uh, turn their kids on to music, whatever it is. If you're in the 60s, you love the Beatles. You probably played it for your kids around the house, and that's why they're still Beatle fans. And so the, with the video games, I don't think anyone had an idea, not even Mark Tremell, all those guys are so talented. But uh, they, you know, they every once in a while there would be a clunker, a game that didn't work. And and I just happen to be fortunate enough to be in the game that made a billion dollars in quarters. I don't know if you guys know that. The first year. Wow. Um, it broke the all-time record for most uh, dollars in a week in a coin-up. And I was just looking at a, uh, uh archive uh, sheet uh, from NBA Jam, the book, which is something after we have to talk about. NBA Jam, the book, a guy who did three years' worth of interviews and wrote a great story about really the history of Midway games and focusing on NBA jams. It really details that era, but at, a, at, at the top arcades in the country, NBA jam did 2,400 and something dollars in quarters in one week. The next highest one was, I think, Mortal Kombat at 700. The others were like 300, 400. So that gives you an idea of what games take in, even as big as Mortal Kombat. And we crushed that. Uh, another way to look at it is that that year, 93, when it came out, top box office was Jurassic Park making 300-something million worldwide at, what, probably $7, $8 a ticket back then. So three, more than three times the highest-grossing movie worldwide was NBA Jam at a billion dollars. So that, wow. that's the kind of thing that blew my mind after I found that out. I'm working on NFL Blitz, and I see an article on the bulletin board at Midway when I'm, you know, doing the voiceover for Blitz. I go, wait a minute, is, someone, is, is this a joke? It's made a billion dollars? That's like I would I would have liked to have a, a little bit more of that because I made it think about nine hundred on that original game, which was great money back at the time. But uh, you know, in light of a billion dollars, uh, oh, amazing! Let's get through with our guest here. We we got about uh, fifteen minutes here with him. Uh, let's yeah. uh, have, throw it over the big swing, then uh, we'll come back to me. Uh, I got I got some uh, great, uh, like I say, nail biting questions. So big swing, what do you got for our guest, Tim Kitcher? We got. 15. Big swing and a miss right here. Well, yeah, uh, Jurassic Park actually always always kind of mesmerized me because it was made in 1993, and the graphics are better than some of the things you see today. But anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, so in this this conversation is actually really interesting to me uh, because not from a voiceover standpoint, but. Uh, I live out here in New York. I know I, Icon is in North Dakota, Granny's in Arkansas, and, and Otto's out in L.A. Um, but here in New York, I actually am uh, going on to next season will be my seventh season as a radio play-by-play uh, announcer for a local college around here, for a college uh, athletics team. And it, it's kind of cool because you mentioned, you know, some of the writing and things that you had to do, uh, you know, for, for your voiceovers for these. Whereas a lot of the times on the radio, uh, you know, it's such a fast-paced action, especially a game like basketball, I have to come up with right. a lot of the stuff right. on the fly. And, you know, a that's, lot of the nicknames and, and things. And it, yep. it is it is tough. I mean, you get you get into the hang of it, but it, it's always um, been interesting to me when someone does the, uh, you know, the things like with what you do, because playing those games, I mean, I grew up going to the arcade and, and playing NBA Jam and, you know, NFL Blitz, and, and I grew up in, you know, the Sega Genesis era and things like that. And, uh, you know, I, I used to, I used to love, I, I, again, I had no idea it was you, but I, I, I used to love uh, listening to those, um, to those things. And part of that was the reason I got into play-by-play announcing. Um, you know, like when I was a kid, I used to put Madden on mute. 
and, and I used to do the whole game myself. My mom thought I had problems, wow. but I used to announce wow. the whole game uh, play, while playing it, you know, video game wise and stuff. So I, uh, I used to, I used to love all that. And, um, you know, it's funny, some of the things that, that you were coming up with, because as I was listening to you talk, uh, I, you know, I was thinking of some of the player names that I had uh, for some of my guys uh, and girls, because I do both um, just this past couple seasons. And um, it's just funny because things stick, you know, like like uh, people yep. know yeah. people, people know some of your, you know, like the boom shaka locker line and things like that. Yeah. People that sticks in their mind, whereas with me, you know, the player develops a nickname throughout the season, kind of like John Sterling with the Yankees, how he has the, the catchphrases yep. for home runs and things. And, uh, you know, I get parents at the end of the year, you know, during the last game um, that come up to me and, 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 you know, they, they, their son or daughter had a particular nickname. Um, and, you know, I, I just know how important that is to the overall game experience, whether you're playing. Yeah, you got to make, make, yeah, make it personal. And uh, when, yeah, you, well, when you do well, I had that, a girl, uh, um, hmm? I'll continue, sorry. I was going to say that when you make it personal and you have your own, you kind of develop your own style. You have your go-to line uh, that that allows you to be free in during the during the play-by-play. But then your style will be remembered because you have those cool names. You have a couple of cool phrases. I mean, everybody has to have their signature sound. Yeah, and and it's cool because because uh, you know, like like for example, I had a girl uh, two seasons ago. Um, she graduated now, but. Uh, name is Molly McLaughlin and uh, she went by little Irish and that's, that's mm-hmm. what I called her. And then, and then we have Pat Gallagher who was big Irish. Um, but at yeah. the end of the, at the end of the, um, at the end of the season, her mother bought me, I'm Irish as well. My last name is Mick Swiggin. So she bought me, you know, a plate with, you know, the Irish prayer on it and all that. And, you know, thanks for what you did for my daughter and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, people at home start knowing them by these nicknames because people at home listen to the game things. We web stream them and, it's just kind of cool how, you know, like, like I had Chase Ta, the magic man, you know, ooh, ooh la la, Mr. Ta, the magic nice. man does it again, <laughs> things like that. Nice. And, you know, uh, Edvinus Rupkis, who was a Lithuanian player, uh, who actually had yeah. all-time leading scorer in program history, um, for whatever reason, just came up with Mount Edvinus because it just sounds like a volcano name. So, you know, Mount, nice. Mount Edvinus uh, is rupturing, you know, he's, he's starting to bubble, boil over, you know, things like that. And, uh, I had, yep. um, you know, uh, uh, I, I have uh, a kid named Ryan Morunki who's from London, and uh, I just call him London, the London Air, you know, because he, he loves that, you know, he dunks a lot and things. <laughs> He's a six ten, and it's just, you know, just come up with these things, but on the fly, and then I have to write them yeah. down so I remember to remember to say them and things. So it's just always interesting when you get somebody who's on the announcing end of things. I mean, we talk to a lot of wrestlers, a lot of performers. Uh, but to get somebody who's also on the announcing end of things. So um, I guess from your process, my, my question would be, um, did you have creative uh, control to write a lot of those lines and a lot of those things, or or was it really kind of scripted and just a voice behind it? The very, the very first NBA Jam was pretty much John Hay. He was the producer, wrote the, that great music for NBA Jam, all the theme music. Uh, um, and that, and a lot of that dialogue was just all that script was just taken from watching TV, watching you know the NBA on NBC and Marv Albert. You know, if you think of those those phrases. But by the time I redid it with EA Sports in 2010, I had 100% complete control, and that's mm-hmm. when I started to add all those 
uh, you know, more more signature style lines that uh, you know have a little bit more humor to them. But the most fun thing is when NBA teams. I started working with NBA teams about three or four years ago. The Rockets uh, for the Warriors for two years in a row. I would they would send me highlights after every playoff series, and I would then do a script for it, send it to them. They put on some NBA Jam graphics. Uh, so the, the fun of going from the video game to a live game where I can call out, do individual things for players. And then when I went to the uh, Rockets game, they gave me a live microphone. And so during the oh, game, wow. Harden had a steal in the first couple of minutes and he runs down the court and I go, Harden, whoo, boom, shakalaka, and the place erupted. And I was like, I can't believe I'm actually doing this live. And, uh, yeah. and they, they blocked the, They were playing the Bulls and they blocked someone like three times in a row. It's like, Puts up a brick, ugly shot, get that stuff out of here, can't buy a bucket. And the crowd was going nuts. So it's just so much fun. And then with the uh, stuff I did for the Warriors, uh, you know, Steph Curry comes up, and there was a clip of him, like three, three threes in a row they show him. So I go, what does two-time NBA champ Steph Curry have for breakfast? Snap, crackle, pop, nice crisp threes. Make him a part of your balanced NBA diet. Kaboom. Uh, you got Harden yeah. coming down the lane, I go, Harden, or this is a limited time TV offer. It slices and dices, it dunks in your face, announcing the amazing Hardenizer. Beer sold separately. Call now and we'll throw in this free dagger at the buzzer. Boom, shakalaka. So, yeah, I mean, you, that's, you know, that's absolutely amazing, you know, and, and, and I, I thought that actually, I thought that the Hardenizer was a better, better nickname than the beard, the amazing Hardenizer. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes you'll have those nicknames that don't that don't always work. Like uh, I, I had one. It was actually kind of a funny story. I, I completely wasn't even thinking. My my first, I think my first season doing it, there was a kid named uh, Eric Sanders, and uh, you know he was an African American kid, um, and I would call him the Colonel because I was thinking I was yeah. thinking Colonel Sanders, okay, but yeah. I didn't put together the whole stereotype chicken blah 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 blah. So people were like. Really? You know? I was like, I, I don't yeah. know. I just came up with Colonel on the fly, you know? So some things work, some things don't. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's always great to, um, to to hear from somebody from, from the announcing end because I know sort of how, how it, it, it has to go and how you have to – everything is like a wave. I mean, with yours, um, you, you – see, with you, you get the – you get the big moments, especially in a video game. You know, it's not constant talking. It's the big moments that happen, the threes, the blocks, the, the exciting plays. When, you know, NBA yep. Live, the guy, uh, the NBA Jam, the guy goes up and dunks and the hoop explodes. And, and then you say the stuff yep. in the back and yada, yada, and all that. Whereas with me, you know, I, I got to keep it going the entire time, even the soul moments that, that nothing's really happening. So, you know, just to kind of the ebb and flow, but – Definitely the um some of those some of those moments, um, I think it really makes the experience. If if you're really into it, you got the voice, you're 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 you know, which is part of the reason why um one of my favorite announcers of all time is uh in WWF, not sure if you're familiar, but uh Jim Ross, J R. Yeah. Um he, he yeah. could make he could make anything sound interesting. You know, he 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 could make opening a, a peanut butter sandwich and eating it sound well, like it's the last peanut butter sandwich on the planet, and that's what drew you in. And I think when you're listening to a radio broadcast or a playing a video game, you need something that's going to make it enticing for you to want to keep playing besides just the action itself. And I think well, uh, I, that's what you're doing. I appreciate that. I'm lucky because 
I have that little bit of extra time to write the script when I do these NBA things. I'm not a sports center having to do it, you know, five minutes after the highlight comes in. Yeah. But uh, I had one where uh, Harden comes down and, and he does such a move that Rubio falls backwards. So I go, mm. hey, Rubio, how about a little game of Twister? Left foot green, right foot blue. How about my hot hand in your red face? Boom, shakalaka. Okay. Hmm. You know, that's something that I came up immediately and I told the guys when you do the graphics, throw a twister mat underneath them, you know, and uh, and it's stuck. So that's that's what I do that nobody else does. And, and that's, uh, you know, that's my sweet spot to to call games and, and to, you know, have fun and take it over the top. And uh, like DeAndre Jordan's famous dunk, you know, over Brandon Knight, the one that really put him on the map, the great picture yep. of him. I remember His that. name is Brandon Knight. So I came up with this idea for that. It's like, you know. It's uh, it's closing time, and DeAndre Jordan's going to do what closers do, a little dunk dialing. He says, hey, Knight, you up? Oh, I'm up. Or Knight says, are you up? He goes, I'm up, I'm way up, and I'm coming over for a booty shakalaka call. Kaboom! Yeah. I mean, see, and that's great. And with you, you get to write it, and you get to pr- – I'm sure you rehearse it and things, and you know, you know kind of going in how it's going to sound. And that's where I'm kind of envious because sometimes something will happen – in a game that's fast paced, that's live action. I don't know who's going to win, who's going to score, who's going to not, you know, what's right. going to happen. So when I'm calling it, as I see it, sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll come up with something and then I'll be listening back. Cause I record all my games and stuff and I'll listen back on the ride home. Cause I always listen to myself afterwards and, and I listen back on the ride home. I go, ah, that was kind of corny. Or, ah, you know, I didn't know if I liked yeah. that or, oh, you know, oh, well, that one I really liked. I'm going to use that again. But, oh, no, I, next time I don't really like that one. And I'm always a big critic of, of myself when it comes to a lot of these. So, um, but, yeah, again, I, I appreciate what you do. And uh, I'm mean, a staple of my childhood, those games. And, um, you know, I still I still play them. I'll bust out the NES every once in a while and, and play some of those. And uh, it's just, um, it's just yeah, it's great to finally be talking to you and from a – you know, fellow broadcaster, you know, just want to say I appreciate what you do. Well, I appreciate you, McSwiggin. Big swing there for McSwiggin. Uh, Tim Kitts was our guest here. we got about uh, three minutes here with Tim. I might extend it just a little bit, but, uh, yeah. you know. I, yeah, I no one's on yet, Icon, so we got some time until they call in, so we should be good. Okay, yeah, I got, I got, a, I got a quick little story for you, Tim. One of my friends uh, was playing his brother on, on NBA Jam at uh, the local Godfather's Pizza here. And uh, he was making half-court shots on the game. And, you know, you had the announcement, he's on fire. And then his brother yeah. tried to make a shot, like, right by the ring. It's off the rim. Terrible shot. And I'm like, yeah. hey, dude, work on your game. And every time I would see him, I would keep saying that until he beat me up to tell me to stop telling him that. But I just want to share that story. Now, uh, I don't know if you knew this or not. But you know, in uh, of course, in uh, NBA Jam '94, it did not feature, it did not have Michael Jordan in it. Uh, right. But uh, there was a deal that I don't know if you knew this. If you uh, one of the cheats that you could do, if you hit the mission, enter the engines with AR, highlight K, hold Start and yell button down, and press X at the same time, you can become Bill Clinton on the game. Listen to you do a call of Bill Clinton in that game is just awesome. You were aware of that? I don't think I've ever seen it. No. As well, I said, I because I don't play, I don't play the game, so I'd, I'm sure there's some YouTube clip out there somewhere. But yeah, if you go on YouTube, type in NBA Jam and Bill Clinton, you'll see it, and it's it's awesome how you do it. Uh, uh, you know what, Hillary? Hillary, I'm just gonna try to bury a three right now. I'm just I'm just gonna bury this three from downtown. I'm gonna be heating up and on fire like a big cheeseburger. 
Tim Kitchell is our guest here. Uh, hey, Big Swing, let me know when our guest calls in. We'll, uh, hey, Tim, can you hang on with us? Our, our next guest yeah, comes Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, uh, Tim, let me ask yeah, real quick. I'm, I'm was, there, was, there, was there a particular favorite? Uh, I know you've done so many, but was was there a particular favorite um, call that that you've made, or a particular, you know, uh, I, I guess that'd be the question, a particular call that you've made that that was your favorite that resonates with you? I, actually, it's. I mean, it's like if you're a stand-up comedian, you go through all your jokes, or you're a musician, your song catalog. You know, here's the way I look at it. Like when, as I said, I don't play the games, but if I go back uh, to an arcade and when I'm doing these conventions, I'm watching people play, or if I go on YouTube to like brush up on some stuff when I'm writing stuff for the NBA and I hear my stuff for the first time, I get a kick out of so much of it. And there's, you know, obviously I, you know, I love saying boom shot clock who doesn't, that's why, that's why it's stuck. You know, so, I mean, that's definitely my favorite, you know, line because it's, it's also mine. It didn't exist in, in sports or in the NBA until I did it. So, you know, that that's for sure. But they're just – it's the little surprises. It's the little things that, you know, that I hadn't heard in a long time, and it, it feels like I didn't even write it. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's pretty good. So, uh, yeah, it's, and, and Slugfest, if you guys have ever played Slugfest, you'll know there's, there's just a lot of great, great stuff in there. And I worked with a really talented – uh, uh, comedian uh, Kevin Matthews plays uh, Jimmy mm-hmm. Schwartz, my sidekick, and yeah, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's that's a great game, great dialogue in there. Well, I'll get hey, it you over know, to you. I mentioned to all of your to your listeners to I've got mm-hmm. a website. You can either spell my name timkitzrow.com, tim k i t z r o w dot com, or mrboomshakalaka.com. There you can see all the games I've done. You can see my uh, press. You can see the videos I've been talking about with the NBA, with the Rockets, the Warriors. I did a, a week's yeah. worth of highlights with a, a Bleacher Report during the finals a few years ago. They would animate stuff from the game, NBA Jam style, in about three or four in the morning. They'd call me. They'd say, "Here's look at the highlights. Come up with stuff. Here's the you know write the script." I was doing that three, four, or five in the morning, uh, six in the morning, <laughs> so they could get it out first thing in New York. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff on my site. Uh, you can also follow me at Tim underscore Kitsro on Twitter. And uh, don't use Instagram a whole bunch, but you'll, you'll see some stuff that's fun. I don't know if you guys are aware there's a, a documentary called Insert Coin. It's about the rise and fall of Midway Games, all the great games, uh, features NBA Jam, of course, Mortal Kombat, NARC, uh, a lot of games. So that was supposed to premiere, world premiere at the South by Southwest Film Festival, but because the virus mm. got canceled. Uh, so they're trying sure. to work out a distribution deal right now to try to get it to Netflix uh, so we'll look for insert coin and there's a great trailer. So insert coin, just look up trailer uh, for that. I'm featured in that. There's some, some good stories. Mm. And uh, uh, in addition to that NBA jam, the book, a guy Rayon alley uh, took three years interviewing Shaq, all these players from the NBA that were in the game. He interviews the, you know, all the makers, you know, Mark Jamel, Sal, everybody out at midway games. And he tells the story of how such a game got made how it almost didn't get made and you, you just get so, and you don't even have to like be the biggest fan of the game it's just like insert coin it's telling you a story about an era that's different than any other era it will never happen again because there were people that ran those companies that knew nothing about games they were simply business people like the former ceo from playboy came over to run Midway Games. It was all just about finance. Mm. So it was finding young rock stars, these game designers, you know, Mark Tumel, Ed Boone, uh, uh, Brian Cullen, 
uh, you know, all these uh, talented guys, Eugene Jarvis, all like these are the Mount Rushmore of game designers, and they were all at Midway at the same time. So insert mm-hmm. coin NBA Jam, the book, you'll find out about that that era. And they, they really called in the, you know, in the film, people go, man, it was the punk rock of, of video games. This was the coolest place to be in the coolest band. Like these guys were like literally – you know, just like these, uh, you know, creative, like rock and roll guys that, you know, they, they want to, you know, the record company guys upstairs had no idea what kind of music they were making. Like what's smash TV, what's narc, what's this thing, Mortal Kombat where you can rip a guy's head off. So that, that era, like the companies have gotten so big and other companies have, you know, video game companies, everything's been done. It's like, how do you do something as bold and fresh as Midway games is doing? It's uh, you know, it was, it was yeah. a lucky time to be part of all that. You know, and, and you know, it, it's great too. I kind of be able to listen to them because I'm I need my fix. I, I'm definitely going to go on and uh, and listen to that because you know I lost out on all my spring sports. I lost out on lacrosse, softball, and baseball uh, this year with, with the virus. So you know, so those three things that I would normally be you know brushing up on my stuff. Now I got to wait till basketball starts again because unfortunately our school doesn't have a football team. It's only yeah. everything else but football. So. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna look at that so I can get my uh, yeah. And, get my and, NBA Jam the book and this guy also if you guys are on Twitter he just he has the best stuff from all of the the, the you know 90s he posts all this great stuff but NBA Jam the book you can digitally download it for like 15 bucks you can order a hard copy and if people want they can get in touch with me directly either direct message on Twitter or at my website there's a Squarespace you know you can fill out send an email. Um, I'll be happy to do autographs for like 10 or 15 bucks for people. If they want signed autographs of their games, send them to me. Um, and I have another website that's a third party. It's called who said what now uh, that you can mm. find on my, my website also. But if you want me to say any voiceover drop or give you a, a voicemail for your phone, or you got a fantasy football party or your buddy's getting married or birthday party, you send in a request, what you want me to say, and they'll send and I record it. They send it to me, and then they send it back. And it's between twenty-five and fifty dollars. So, uh, yeah, you can find that on my site. It's called Who Said What Now, and it's, it's fun because you know if you have it, there's these guys, uh, Jaguar Jackson Jaguar fans. They've got their man cave and all their stuff set up. Guy has like thirty people over every week, and he had me record like thirty lines for the Jaguars, then specific names for like his best friends, whatever. So it blew their mind. They came down there. He's got it on the surround sound. All of a sudden, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars are heating up. They're on fire. You know, hey Craig, lay off the hot, you know, lay off the beer, will you? Did you bring the cheap stuff and drinking the good stuff? Get that stuff out of here. So it's crazy to think that any fan, you know, of all my games could just like basically send in a request to like make a custom, you know, thing for their friends for parties or whatever. So we, I've had a lot of fun with that. Which is which is amazing. And Icon, I'm gonna give you a clip, um, two things and I'll let you talk, Icon. I know you've been chopping at the bit. Um Two things, Icon. I'm going to give you a clip uh, to send over to Tim um, after this uh, from from my best memory, uh, which was against Vassar when um, it was a, a tournament game, a, a conference. No, it wasn't. A, it was a conference play game, a conference game, and um, there, there was a player who on the opposing team, one of one of our rivals. Uh, we were up by two with five seconds left. They threw the ball in. The guy took the three. Uh, obviously the player jumped to try to block it, didn't even touch him, but the player kind of wiggled a little bit in the air and they called the foul as time expired. The guy stood up, boom, came up to the line, hit all three free throws, bang, bang, bang. And they, and they ended up winning on our home court and storm in the storm in the court and all this with no time left. And the coach even said at the end with the interview, he didn't touch him. 
but you know, it's kind of one of those things. So I kind of, I'm going to send that to you to send over to him. And the only other thing was when the fall comes, uh, and, and a radio show kicks back up. Cause I, my, my radio show is, is also on, on, on the school's campus. Uh, I'd love to have you on as well. Kind of talk sure. to you, uh, simulcasted through New York, uh, on the radio show Great. as well. So we'll, I, I can't, we'll, we'll make that happen. I'd love to, uh, Xavier basketball, uh, they're working with me this year. I did a, a, a campaign for them. Xavier? They're using okay. Xavier basketball is doing that yeah. NBA Jam South shirt for all their games now. And, and, you know, I might I might see if I can get that for us, uh, Skidmore College up in uh, Saratoga Springs, New York. They they would. I know the guys would uh, would love that. The coach definitely would. So see if maybe we can get that did, for, yeah, for, like, a conference did, tournament did, game or something, you know. Yeah, I did the roster lineup, and they're like, welcome to Xavier Basketball. It's a nice matchup. Xavier takes on Syracuse. And live from Madison Square Garden, like I said, the whole thing, and then all the player names, I gave them a, a, a file so that then they could do highlights, put them on the Jumbotron later, of, like, nicknames mm-hmm. of their players and, like, mm-hmm. you know, shots. So, yeah, it's fun. So, yeah, talk to, I, I know Skidmore. I, was, I grew up in Albany, and parents lived oh, okay. in Saratoga. So, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I live, I live in Clifton Park, so – Beautiful. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've been yeah. The, the play-by-play voice for Skidmore for seven years now. So, uh, well, this will be my seventh this fall. So, uh, yeah, I, I love it. I'm out there camping every year in the Adirondacks near uh, uh, Lake George, a place called North. Yeah, Hill. beautiful area. Beautiful area. No, I love I Lake George. Yeah. So, so Icon, what do you got for me? Well, you know, uh, I was you know, I was going to say I, I kind of – I'm going to ask you a few more questions, but I got to I got to try and put myself over a little bit too. You know, you mentioned oh all the cool uh, stuff. You mentioned all the cool <sighs> stuff on your website. Uh, I bet you the card that the icon made for you is on there as well. Yes, you don't yes, care indeed. about that card, man. I think it's the coolest thing in the world, man. I, I bring it to all my conventions. So <laughs> I, I think it's awesome, man. I think it's awesome. I got so many compliments on it. It's, it's a flattering thing, man. Made me feel like I'm in the Hall of Fame for real. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I sent you an ad, uh, address, and uh, some of our yeah. lucky fans later on the, uh, later on this summer uh, are are going to have a you know uh, are going to get a rare treat. Uh, they're going to have a chance to win some autographs from you, uh, and we'll talk about that later when we do our okay. uh, when we do our contest. Good. But uh, you know. Um, the, the cool thing is about, uh, you know, you being on NBA Jam and, uh, you know, that being, uh, you know, I, I am, an, uh, you know, I am kind of old now. I'm dating myself by saying that. But, you know, 1994 is when I started high school. And uh, mm-hmm. when we would go on the road to state basketball tournaments, the only thing we played was NBA Jam. And uh, everybody, uh, all the people I used to play, of course, I used to lose a lot. Uh, yeah. They always used to comment on how every time I like have a bad shot, it seemed like they're like, "Boy, that announcer really is after you." It's like I don't know why, you know. <laughs> so now I'm going to ask feel, you, why felt, do we always against personal. the icon on the game? <laughs> it felt personal. Icon, terrible shot. What was he thinking? Icon throws up a brick. Icon can't buy a bucket. Yeah. See. That, that, Sounds about right. Because, well, yeah, you know, it's funny you mention that because I'm the icon now. When I was in high school, yeah. my nickname was Kick Him Last. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. 
Hey, while I so, think of it, because uh, I forgot, I did, I, I, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but just because I'll forget, I want to make sure that I, I, I do uh, let you guys know about Mutant Football League to the listeners, because uh, Mutant Football League is actually the spiritual successor to the 90s classic Sega game, Mutant League Football. There was actually a short-lived Saturday morning cartoon and action figures. So it's this post-apocalyptic world in these stadiums with, with uh, zombies and robots and skeletons and werewolves. And it's more fun than you should be able to ever have in a video game. And the only reason it's not a bigger success right now is because it was done on a million-dollar Kickstarter budget. And it's basically competing with Madden because it's a football title, which is like a $30 million platform. But I want people to just, you know, take a look at it, share it with your friends, 10 people, tell 10 people. This is about the most fun you can have. And if, if people say, did you know that Blitz or NBA Jam was going to be a success, you know, I didn't know because I didn't have the perspective, but knowing what I know now, the way we show this at uh, when we took Mutant Football League around to fans at E3, we got a best in show nomination at E3 with billion dollar companies there. This game is so much fun. So Mutant Football League, there's all kinds of stuff fun. You know, if you want to check their website, but there's some fun stuff with fans playing and critics, you know, reviews on, on YouTube, but Definitely look up Mutant Football League, and and, and I, I still think it's doing really well, but I think it could end up being like one of the great all-time cult classics. And if it sells a little bit better, we'll probably do uh, Mutant Hockey, which there used to be a Mutant Hockey League also. So uh, hopefully we'll, you'll see more titles from us at Mutant, Mutant Football League. Bitch, and uh, give us that website again. Give us that website again. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm having trouble hearing you. Uh, what, what is the website? Oh, well, you can go to – you can just go to uh, – my website is timkitsrow.com or mrboomshaklaka.com. They'll both get you there. But you can go to just Mutant Football League on Twitter, Facebook, or their homepage. Just go to, you know, you know Mutant Football League. It's Digital Dreams is the company that makes it. I'm, I'm my buddy, Michael Mendheim, uh, worked with EA for years. He's the original designer. He lives nearby. We got together a few years ago, uh, put it together, and uh, fantastic. Uh, well, do you think you could hook us up with him? Maybe he might want to be a guest on the show. Oh, he absolutely would. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you his contact after we get off. Awesome. So, uh, and yeah, I'm sure have, he uh, could Tim... set you up with some nice swag too. Awesome. We we got uh, we got Tim Kitro on with us. Uh, Big Swing, our guest still has a cold in. Have have the, he, Yeah, have we have somebody on, but it's one of those one of those Skype numbers, the one, 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 one of those kind of numbers. So I'm not sure if that's what you're expecting or, or what, but. Uh, I believe it could be. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, uh, hey, Tim, I know we, uh, I said we were going to have you on for a half an hour. We did keep you on for uh, uh, a little longer than that. Uh, we do appreciate uh, you joining us and uh, you have been awesome. And uh, send me his contact information, and uh, yeah. we would definitely love to have you on again. Uh, uh, and sure. uh, the other thing I'd like to do, if we can get you out here, uh, the Icon's getting married in September. Maybe you could uh, come and be an MC for me. Well, Man, uh, that would work. I'm definitely uh, – no, um... <laughs> Listen, it was, it was so much fun being out with you guys. I'm going to also send you uh, Ray Alley, the author of NBA Jam, the book. You might want to talk to him. Uh, cool. He has a million stories. So, uh, and I'll pass on Michael's stuff from Mutant Football League, and you guys can get a preview and, and uh, let your fans know ahead of time so they can check it out. But I, I had a great time with y'all. 
I'll be sending some headshots for you guys. And if any of your you know, listeners want anything, they can contact me through my website and uh, I can uh, autograph stuff or send them stuff. So you guys have a great night. Stay safe and uh, be well. Thank you. Thank yes, you so as well. Thank fun. you. All right, Jim all right. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I'm hoping this is our guest, and I'm hoping I don't blow uh, blow a gasket doing this uh, introduction. But we'll uh, I'll do it, and then if it's not, we'll just we'll uh, we'll just talk about what we got to talk about. So well, they just they on. just popped off they just popped off the line, so I don't know if they're gonna call back in or. Oh wait, yep, here they are. Okay, so they went off. Now they're back on. All right, so yeah, I mean, uh, introduce him, call him up. If it's not who we thought, then we'll roll with it. If it is who we thought, then we'll also roll with it. So let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he is the head of FWC. Ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Ringo. Johnny Ringo, you are live with the Attitude Live, brother. Go ahead. Hello. Oh, they uh, they 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 dropped back off again. Hmm. Oh it's interesting. my goodness, Scotty. No, whenever whenever somebody calls in with the one 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 number, which is a common Skype you know internet call number, uh, it one could be anybody, or two uh, could you know a lot of the times the service isn't great. Depends on their internet connection. Depends on their setup. Depends oh. on you know, a lot of different things. So it's not probably entirely those sure. bastards in Winnipeg. Um, yeah, no, bastard, but it could be. But uh, but but Icon, um, uh, is it one of those things where we perhaps have to call, or or I mean, do you want to just vamp for the next half hour? Well, I mean, what, what are we what are we doing? I'll try call. I'll try calling him. All right, hang on. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're we're here. We're not going anywhere until twelve o'clock. Um, I, what's going hey, on, guys. big swing? Hey, if, uh, hey if, we have to go over, we'll, if we have to go over, we'll go over, okay? Yep, yeah, yeah, I mean, let's go over those ways. That's been the case for a long time. Uh, we've been going over the last couple of shows. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's been good, Otto. I, um, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of uh, – yeah, I'm excited for the NFL draft, which it actually is going to happen. It's going to be all virtual, and there's not going to be any people there, but I am excited they're actually holding it. Uh, but, yeah, I, and I'll send you as well, Otto, a clip of um, – clip I was talking about from that uh, – from that 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 game that was it, my, the the call from that game actually made Sports Center so it was it was interesting uh, so I'll send you over that clip as well as a few others so you can sort of hear what I do play by play wise as well um, but uh, but yeah no I, everything's been good just been bored like I said I got the new fish tank today so I've been trying to put all that together but you know overall it's just just boring and I'm just gonna be glad when when all this is over to be honest with you. Right, bro? I, I totally agree with you, man. Like, I just hope nothing but the best for your fish tank, dude, and your fishes. Oh, your one fish, the barracuda. Well, well, I, I'm going to get more than one, but but I'm hoping I'm hoping I, I just got to get the tank up and running first. But, yeah, no, it's going to be great. I, I love fish, and, and, you know, the apartment, that the complex that I'm in, I can't have a dog unless it's a service dog. And I really just don't want to get a cat just because they're just with the litter box and the whole thing and, and all that. So I, I – I don't know. I, I I've always had fish. I've always you know they're they're peaceful. They're kind of you know. I've always you see the funny thing is and, and Granny I, I don't know if I, I if I've said this before on the air but before I got into the journalism the broadcast journalism business um, preferably or, or most particularly the, the sports broadcasting business uh, I I wanted to be a marine biologist 
Um, and I actually, I actually applied at University of Tampa uh, to be a marine biologist, but then I found out that in marine biology, you needed like calculus and, and organic chemistry and all that mathematical stuff, which I'm not very good at. Uh, so I guess marine ecology is more what I'm interested in, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's always been a passion of mine. So I'm always, I've always had strength and always, always loved that stuff. Hey, Con, you dropped off. You're back with us. Uh, were you able to do the three-way call or, or no? No. Uh, well, I called and left him a message and, uh, you know, if we, if, you know, if he still calls in, you know, we can still, uh, get him on for his allotted time. We just have to go over the thing, but, uh, as long as we're uh, as long as we're waiting here, I'm going to let everybody know who we got uh, coming on here uh, in the uh, next uh, few weeks. Uh, well, actually, just next week we'll talk about that. Uh, we have uh, kind of an interesting um, deal here. Uh, we have Ryan Keith Crockett McBride. Uh, he'll be on with us next week. Uh, yeah. We have Mark Ross calling in next week. And we have the singer, Tom Osterrander. Uh, he's not the singer, but he portrays the singer. Uh, so, uh, as a matter of fact, in a way, he kind of looks a lot like him. So, uh, he's going to be out with us. And, you know, coming up in a, a couple weeks, uh, we are also going to have uh, Paul Zaloom, who's better known as Beekman of Beekman's World. Uh, for those of you who in certain markets uh, that used to watch WWE superstars on Saturday mornings would uh, would watch Beekman first, or at least I did, and uh, then uh, WWE uh, superstars would uh, come on the air. So uh, that's his link to the wrestling business with us. Uh, and we got a, we got a lot of other treats uh, coming up as well. So. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, obviously, so uh, we're not going we do anywhere. Have, we do have a six six one. That uh, well, let's see. Let me see here. That might be. Uh, let them on. Well, the it would be a seven six five. That's who we're looking for. But bring on the six six one. It, it could be him. It might not. So let's see. Yeah, we shall we shall see. Uh Woo! caller, what's up? Hello. Hi, who's what's this? Up? Go ahead, caller. What's up? Well, I'm calling out of Los Angeles. Big fan of the show. Right on. Oh nice. Well, we appreciate that. Uh you have a question for one of us? Well, what did you guys watch the big show's new show on Netflix? What did you guys think about it if you have? Big show's new uh, show. Hey, man, you know, I really enjoyed it. WWE Hall of Famer Rakishi was in it alongside Mark Henry and Mick Foley. Hey, you know what? I think the family enjoyed it. It wasn't too bad. You know what? I actually didn't even I actually didn't even know about it. So what I'm going to do is uh, I got my little sticky pad note here. I'm going to write it down, and uh, I'm definitely going to give it a watch because I, I love the big show. I've loved him since he was the giant when he was Paul White. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely check it out here, and I'm going to write it down right now. Yeah, we'll throw it in the Google machine. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, caller, as long as you, as long as you, you know, you mentioned a big fan of the show. Let me ask you this: What is your favorite part of the show? Is it uh, the guests? Is it when the icon gets ticked off? Uh, uh, is it Otto von Klutz? 
Uh, well, I, I like when pe- I like when people call in and make fun of uh, Maverick or Otto Wonkwatch. Yeah, because because Otto, oh. Otto gets uh, well, well. Here's the thing: Otto gets Otto gets riled up as well. You think the icon's the only one who who gets riled up here? Uh, Otto Otto's got that that blood pressure gauge sometimes as well. So it it can get kind of interesting. I heard this new um, hashtag going around on um, social media called "More Care Shots for Maverick." And who? Oh wow! I com- I completely agree. No more chair shots for Maverick. I love it. I am. I'm a behind it 100. percent But he's your partner, yeah. though. You know what, though? There's been some rough waters lately, and I tell you what, if I get the opportunity when this is all over, I'm gonna whoop his ass. Well, all right, hey, well, blame Otto. He he carries the team. That's true. Oh, that is true. That yeah. is very true. So so yeah, I, I know it looks like you look like you have a fan here as well. Uh, it's kind of a love hate so, relationship. I mean you know, but 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 it, it it sounds like you got a fan from your area of the country, the Los Angeles area. So when are you gonna give Tombstone Jesus a rematch? That was the match everybody talked about in 2019. You know what? <laughs> that's pretty funny that you actually mentioned that because that son of a bitch. I hate to swear on the Ooh. air, but that SOB. He actually sent me a message the other day saying, hey, I got some of your payment because he actually owes me back child support. We know this from the get-go. Granny Hulkster will back that up. Even that SOB maverick, that backstabbing partner of mine, I can't stand him anymore. He's driving me crazy. And uh, pretty simple, it's like this, man. I'm getting a little irritated right now. My blood pressure is going up, big swing. I can feel it pumping away. But it's pretty simple. I tell you what, whoever you are, I don't appreciate you calling in and pissing me off. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, I'm definitely going to put that on the Facebook page. Hashtag more chair shots for Maverick. That's definitely going on. What was that? Speak up, boy. Speak up. That's a challenge. He said he he will give you his address and you can find him anytime is what he said. Oh, well, my goodness. What? Well, let me tell you what. When I get out of quarantine, the first – actually, I'm not going to even what? say it on the air, but you shoot me your address, and I'll whoop your ass. Oh, uh, this is right. I'm getting a little bit Time out. Last week, well, we had some crazy broad that's claiming to be a love child of mine calling in. Now we have this – I hate to use the word jabroni – this kook, this non-local surfer, this guy that wants to try to ride the wave of O-double-T-O, and it's pissing me off. Hey, just well, he is local. I mean, it is, it is a California area. doesn't mean you're a great star. You're better than Maverick, which doesn't say much, but – Oh, 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 Let me tell you what. I kind of have a feeling I know who you are just by your voice. You're probably the same guy that brought five of my T-shirts, asked for like 108 by 10s, and you were all happy. Now that the world's upside down, you want to blame it on me? Why don't you check yourself before I freaking drop you on the ground, ride you like a surfboard, brah, and I'm going to drop that elbow. And when my uh, elbow uh, hits we, we'd, the- love, we'd love to see the receipts for those alleged 8 by 10 purchases. 
Oh, you know what, man? Well, I don't hey, know who you are, you guys, but you're freaking me out. You're kind of getting under my skin. I can't talk anymore because I'm about to tap out because I don't know who this guy is, okay. but he's pissing me off. You guys, Icon, I, I'm going to mute him quick. I'm going to mute him quick. But Don't he, mute him. Don't mute him because he's getting me so riled up. It might be gold. Hold, I don't know. Wait, hold, hold on a this second. Great? Hold on a second. What? Yeah, look. Ther- therapy session is on Wednesday, okay? Okay. <laughs> Hey, I don't do therapy, but all right. But, hey, I'll tell you what, though. We we love our callers. We love our fans. Thanks for calling in. Keep listening. Um, Yeah, we do love you. uh, Feel free to call at any time because we we love our fans. Um, Yeah, and sometimes sometimes we have the issue where we have a guest who confirms and then doesn't call, kind of like tonight. So we do need some things who uh, – we do need some some, – Spots to fill the airwaves every once in a while. So yeah, by all means, uh, Whoa, listen to us every out. Monday and and then listen. Huh? Don't don't be what? using my emotions as a time slot fill up. There's no time spot fill up for emotions. This guy well, comes it's not on. You. It's not oh, you. I'm, honestly, I, I told Icon to do a little shoot segment. I might just do it right now. This guy, I don't know who his number is. You blocked that SOB. I'm going to find him, and I'm going to whoop his ass all over Los Angeles. I'm going to send you my address, Otto. And, and besides that, after I embarrass you, I will buy you an emotional support pineapple. Okay, I'm done with this nice. guy. I'm about to blow nice. up. Emotional support pineapple. Carla, thank you for calling. We got yeah, we got Otto on hinge now, and well, feel free to listen to the rest of the show. We got to we got to get Otto back under reins here. But uh, but yeah, it's um it's 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 actually uh, it's good to not hear anybody uh, you know take a shot at the icon for once. Um, but you know one thing that I've noticed here throughout all of this, we've had Otto with his kooky call-ins, you know, between the girl, uh, between this guy. We've had Icon. We've had some people take some shots at him, which is always entertaining. Uh, We've even had somebody kind of, not really with me, but, you know, kind of say some things. One thing no one's ever said anything bad about is Granny Hulkster. She's just beloved by everybody. So uh, Granny's just sitting over here relishing in another call that wasn't anti-Granny, which is great. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's amazing, but Icon, uh, 14 minutes left to go here. Um, did you, how did you want to run this? Cause I know you, you like to control things sometimes. And then I know you're a very uh, regimented and scheduled guy. Uh, did, did you, did you want to come up with a topic for the final couple minutes? Uh, or, or did you want to maybe try to do a shortened well- interview with with this person if we can get them on the line or what what do you what's your mind frame here well well actually what i was uh what i'd like to do uh you know real quick is uh i just want to um make a comment about a uh you know a tweet i got you know the icon's starting to tweet uh you know you can tweet mm-hmm. me but i i will never retweet uh okay we'll say because i just don't have time for that but uh, I just want to make a comment because uh, this individual says they listen uh, all the time, so right. I'm just going to uh, make a comment on that. Uh, you know, he, you know, he he'd asked me, uh, you know, so whose whose show is it really? Is it yours? Is it Big Swings? And he brought you in, or this and that? You know, let me say, I just want to answer that. And I wanted to wait on air to do that. I didn't think I'd have time this week, but I, I I'm going to okay. do it. Yeah, you have it's time now, yeah. Show. 
well, it's not my show. It's not Big Swing's show. It's not Granny's show. It's not Otto's show. It's our show. Everybody here yes. is equal. We it's twenty five percent for everybody. No one, no one is the boss. No one's in charge. We're a family. It's our show. And as long and as want, those checks keep coming in, I'm going to keep doing this. Oh yeah. yeah. I, want, I wanted to address that. Uh, it's it's our show. It's 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 not mine or anybody else's. It's ours. And I definitely think, Icon, that we we should expand a little bit as well. Um, Obviously, if there is a a time uh, or or a place that we can all sort of – obviously, once all this social distancing BS ends, but uh, that we can all be in the same room at the same time doing the show – uh, would obviously be ideal that we can video it. We can then start to make promo videos and and whatnot for it, and we can uh, expand in the in, in the media field uh, in that regard. But um, I kind I definitely just to touch on that. Um, you know, yeah, he makes a good point. It is all of our show. Um, you know, it it, it did start. Uh, I, I guess between the cast that we have now. It did start as mine. It wasn't even really mine to begin with. It was Dustin's to begin with, and obviously, you know, with his family obligation, things he couldn't continue to to call in. But uh, but yeah, it it's it, it's been a show that has developed sort of into a team. We have become sort of an entity now. Uh, we've become a three person, you know, a, a, a double edge, a triple edged sword in a way. And, and I, I really I really kind of like that because we've we've you know, if you guys listened to this show four years ago, uh, it was kind of chaos. I mean, it was it was complaining and bitching and moaning about wrestling and how much wrestling sucked. Uh, we'd have the occasional interview here and there. Obviously, we had some big names, Buff Bagwell, uh, you know, being being the the biggest of of those. But you know, we had Ken Shamrock and those guys as well. But uh, but 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 it was it was chaos. Icon brought a little bit of structure to the show uh, between the. The, uh, the guest booking, the, kind of the, the format aspect of what we became. Uh, I got Granny, a theme song. Yeah, yeah, you got us a theme song, which here's the thing too, Icon. I, I didn't put lyrics over it or a song over it. I know you kind of wanted to, you know, have clips of us and things like that kind of over the top of the theme song. Uh, the reason I haven't done it yet was because the way I looked at it is, and I'm going to bring up Chris Benoit again here. He had that guitar riff entrance music that became iconic and i think this sort of becomes almost like our entrance music in a way as if we were wrestlers coming onto the stage that when that guitar riff hits uh that sort of becomes our our walkout music so that's kind of why i left it like the way it was and didn't didn't punish that um but but yeah icon brings the format he got us the song and all that he got kramer you know to to, to do the intro uh liner for us granny she she's contributed uh, in terms of, of her wrestling knowledge, her experience going to shows, um, you know, her, her, her love of the business um, and, and just her general personality. I mean, she can, she can tell a story. It's great. And, you know, she's loyal to it. I mean, I wasn't sure if she was going to get bored with us or whatever, but she, she calls in every week and, and is reliable and that's great. And then Otto, Otto's the newest uh, of the bunch, uh, but obviously being in the wrestling business himself, uh, can can bring some knowledge and some some expertise to the game as well. So uh, I definitely think it's it's a a a four headed. Well, now it's a four headed monster. It was it was a three headed monster. 
Um, and, and I definitely think it's, it's going to get bigger from here, but, uh, icon, um, I, I'm just wondering, um, do you, if I can get them printed, um, do you want to start doing, if we have like a separate, uh, separate website for it, or perhaps put some stuff up on the, uh, on the Facebook page for it or whatever, uh, actually doing merchandise. And I don't just mean, I don't just mean giveaways, um, for certain events that we do or certain whatever. I'm talking about actual T-shirts, hoodies, sweatpants, hats, beanies, whatever the hell it may be, um, that people can actually go on and buy. Um, you know, then that way, you know, we got the lingerie fight club. We got the yada, 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 who, who calls in and say, hey, by the way, if you ladies want, go on and buy one of our T-shirts, you know, and then we can link up we can link up with, with a good cause. So I know Granny has the wrestling for a cause. Uh, I know Otto's probably got some charities out there. I know you know one. And we can have some of the proceeds go towards, you know, local either wrestling-related charities or non-wrestling-related charities uh, as well. So that's another thing I was exploring. Uh, I have some merchandise connectors here uh, in New York that, that we could probably get that up and running probably relatively soon if that's something you wanted to do also. Well, you know, we we did talk about in the past. I I think I think it would be I think it'd be really cool if we did that, you know. Yeah, it's definitely and it's definitely doable. Uh, and I think it it would be a way where I mean, hell, you know, you sell the t-shirts at twenty five a pop. You sell two t-shirts, you pay for your monthly subscription for Blog Talk. So, uh, I definitely think that um, it could be something interesting. Uh, I also think it would be cool for you because you, you're so social you go out to all these events Otto, he's social in his community i know granny goes to the moose lodge all the time and, and she's a big part in her community to have these on hand to hand out or to sell uh we probably have some some promotional handout ones so i can let's say let's say this whole coronavirus thing does end and and, and the stay-at-home orders do lift and you get to go to some, you know, Fargo Moorhead. Uh, uh, I believe they're called the Red Hawks. I could be wrong, but the baseball games. You could walk around those games. You would have your Icon T-shirt. You know, you could hand out some some Attitude Era Live T-shirts and things like that. And 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 say, hey, oh, hey, you know, give them a T-shirt and a business card. Hey, call us, call in on Monday, yada yada yada. And you know, I I think it'd just be a way to kind of build the brand who who may not be listening, whether they know you or not. So those those kind of ideas are, are things that we, we kick around here at the station and uh might be something that we could could incorporate into 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 this uh broadcast as well. Even though it's not technically a station affiliated broadcast, I think I could probably pull some funding for it somewhere. Well, um, you know, well, thing, you know take it out of the coffee budget like, uh, or something. Well, you know, it's like, you know, one thing we can do is like uh you know, like if you have like a like a Dollar Tree in your area, you know, it's like they sell shirts. I think everybody does. You buy, you buy you buy those shirts, and then we print our logos and stuff on it, and then uh, yeah, I think that would be awesome. Hey, you yeah, know what? Here's you a know. little. Here's a quick. Hmm. You ought to know fact. My okay. mother, she lives in Utah, and she actually works at a Dollar Tree. She's a manager of the Dollar oh, Tree. Oh, cool! So shout out to all I the work hardworking the men and well. women out there. Now, now, Otto, that actually then that actually then um, prompts me to ask this question: Are you did did she move 
to Utah, or are you originally from Utah? No, 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 no. I was born in California, raised in California. My parents got divorced. I stayed in California. She went to Utah. That little okay. bastard tombstone Jesus, he's never took care of us. And uh, and the story right, goes on Because he's in there. Utah too, right? Yeah, that SOBs. Yeah, yeah. So, so okay. So, so I, I just was curious on that. I wasn't sure where Utah played into the factor with all this, but, um, but yeah. So I, I think it would be interesting. Um, I also think that we should icon uh, try to see if we could get a, um, a sponsorship of a particular match. So let's say since we do have a a wrestler on the roster, uh, you, you could say. Um, Perhaps if let, let, let's say if and I'm gonna put if because who knows what's gonna happen in this crazy world. But if there is another Otto von Klutz Tombstone Jesus match, or if there's and now based on recent developments, I'm hearing an Otto von Klutz and Maverick match, uh, we could perhaps get that sponsored by Attitude Era Live. We could you know have T-shirts or whatever readily available for sale at that particular show or at that match or at that venue um as well as as possibly getting some some obviously some promo some piece of air time here uh, but if, if people want to listen to the build-up they can buy the t-shirt they can get the business card we can start doing some advertising for it and then have some maybe some uh some some pre-match shenanigans here on the air as well leading into it i think that that would be good for I got two things to say. The first thing is this should not be on the air. Uh, I mean, this whole conversation, but, you know, that's beyond the factor. The second thing is this. Maverick and me, oh, we actually do have something going on because we've been talking to each other a lot on the phone, and he's really been pissing me off lately. And, you know, I have a place. I have a place in a warehouse out in the middle of the freaking high desert with a wrestling ring that I've already told him if he wants to wrestle, I will take him down any day. I don't care if it's an empty arena with no referee. I will beat him till he cannot move no more. And you know what? If we're going to build this up through this, we will. But there's no need to build it up because I'm already at the building point of being pissed off. I mean, he knows it, and he's listening right now, and he's an SOB, Maverick. You are a piece of crap, and I'm going to whoop so your hashtag, ass. hashtag more chair shots for Maverick. I think that that's trending. Uh, according to the caller, that's trending. Uh, so so let's, let, let's roll with that. We can put the hashtag more chair shots for Maverick. I don't have beef with him. I don't know him from a hole in the wall. Uh, but obviously, but obviously, I uh, you know, for Otto von Klutsch, he is getting that blood boiling a little bit. Uh, Icon, uh, about two minutes left to go here. Um, we we can we can pretty much pretty much cut it now. But there are some ideas uh, I do want to kick around to you as well uh, that I don't want to put on the air. Um, uh, the ones I figured are easy enough. We can just fill some time with. Well, but there are some big swing, I do want to put behind. Swing real but, yeah. quick before we before we end this. Remember, Granny is president of the Arkansas Championship Wrestling Fan Club, and you talked about maybe Attitude Era sponsoring some matches. Well, maybe Attitude Era could sponsor some of our matches at ACW because I'm president of the fan club there. So, you know what? You know, I, did, I did actually, and, and honestly, I actually did forget. That actually did slip my mind. So, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, that could definitely be You're, something that... That and would be I great. Could, and I could and I could sell maybe some t shirts, attitude air live t shirts at our shows, you know, and 
have the Granny Hulkster logo and, and, you know, Granny Hulkster logo brought to you by Attitude Era Live, like kind of saying, oh, there's different things we can do with it. There's all sorts of different creative mm-hmm. ideas we can do with it. But, uh, yeah, for sure. So uh, big moves coming. 2020 is, is going to be a big year. I know I know it seems like it sucks right now, but but it's going to be a big year uh, for everybody. And, uh, and yeah, hashtag more chair shots for Maverick. And uh, hopefully we have a full guest lineup next week. Hey, uh, we'll yeah, see you. real quick here. Uh, real, real quick, quick Icon. Confirmed. Yeah, real quick here. It was just confirmed. Uh, we are going to have a former star and host of HBO's Real Sex Hunt. Was, uh, she just confirmed. Uh, more on that next week. Uh, just awesome. You are a up. pervert. Yeah, hey, he's dropping he's dropping bombs left and right. Hashtag more chair shots for Maverick. See ya. Love you. Dead man walking. You got it now. You got it need to be missing. And I can't allow you to think you can just walk away. So turn around and face the piper you're gonna pay. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.